Hello, hello, and welcome to Health Healing and Hampton Roads. I'm Dr. Felicia Mebbin, Executive Director of the Center for Public Health Initiatives at Norfolk State University. And I am so excited to have two, count them one, two special guests for today's episode. So hello to Norris Brown and Joshua Holder. Hello, guys. Hey, how are you doing? Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. So one of the first things that we like to do um, for the show is to have folks to introduce themselves. So let's start with you, Norris. So first of all, where are you from and what's your connection to Hampton Roads? Like how long have you lived here? What brought you here if you didn't start here, et cetera? All right. So my name is Norris Brown, Jr., and I'm a native of Little Rock. Arkansas. Okay. But I came to Virginia from Hawaii by way of Mississippi because of Air Force. So I served in Air Force for about 10 years. Uh, now I've been here now uh, since 2009. Uh, so this is the longest place I've ever been in uh, as an adult. Wow. <laughs> so, yes, Very exciting. So what keeps you here then? Uh, school actually kept me here, uh, ODU, because my commander's daughter actually went to ODU uh, when I decided to get out and pursue my dream of becoming a doctor. That was one of the schools I looked at uh, next to uh, Hampton University, uh, and I ended up going there because it was military. So that kept me here, and then my church kept me here as well. I love serving at my church. Nice. Mm-hmm. So what is your training? My training and background, so I am actually public health, uh, um, background in biology, cell biology, master's in public health, and now I'm pursuing and finishing up my Ph.D. in public administration from Liberty University. Nice. Woo-woo, public health. We'll <laughs> yes, come, indeed. We'll come back to that. <laughs> And what about you, Joshua? What is your connection to Hampton Roads? Uh, so I grew up in Hampton. Uh, I was born in Hampton, born and raised. I was the only one in my family born and raised in Hampton, actually. Um, everybody else is from New York. So I'm from Hampton, grew up in Hampton. That's okay. My All right. So then what keeps you here? What keeps me here is, uh, well, I love the area, number one. Um, I like, because I'm not really into, like, big cities, um, and I don't want it to be like two country. So I like that it's very, <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I like that it's like a, a nice medium, mm-hmm, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that's what keeps me here. And then, you know, schooling, of course, um, and work. Yeah, I understand that. I was born in Greensboro, North Carolina, and it's sort of a large middle-sized city. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have access. It's not too far from Atlanta, a real city city, right? <laughs> right. Not too far from D.C., a real mm-hmm. city city. So I, I totally understand that. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And this area has, I think the metropolitan area has over a million people. So that's mm-hmm. not bad. Not yeah. bad you know? at all. Even though it's pretty spread out. Yeah, right? yeah and very retired. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. But it's not too retired. That's why I said I like it. <laughs> Exactly. Again, we're even closer to Washington or something like that. So before we get into the professional part Mm -hmm. of the discussion, what's something about Hampton Roads from either of you that's one of the best kept secrets? Well, for me, it'll be the Virginia Air and Space Center. Uh, Had an opportunity to work there uh, while I was going to school as a security guard. Uh, And at night, you can walk around and just see uh, all the ingenuity of air and space and the mindset it took, and then to know about the hidden figures and see that. So for me, uh, that was the best-kept secret. Uh, once the doors closed, I got a chance to actually do my own viewing every day for about a year 
uh, that was pretty cool. So yeah. Nice. <laughs> I love that. And so now I have to admit I don't know where it is. So please share. Where is it? All right. So it's in the great city of Hampton, uh, located right by uh, Hampton University, down the street from it. Uh, I think it's Armistead, uh, the name of the street. So yeah, it's right there. Nice. Okay, you guys heard it here. Let's go visit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what about for you, Joshua? Um, for me, I'd have to say that there's just, I feel like a lot of little scenic views, especially ways to see like specifically like maybe the sunset. Um, there are a lot of places here that you are not, you know, mapped out or anything that you have to explore to kind of find mm -hmm. um, where you can see beautiful views like the sunset or the sunrise or just nature in general. I think that's a good part of being in Hampton Roads for sure. Mm -hmm. And not just like on the boulevard, trying right. to think of the Virginia Beach Boulevard. No, I mean, it's a yeah. wonderful place, yeah, right? But right. No. sometimes you want to think about the place where all the tourists are not, exactly, for example. Exactly. <laughs> Off the beat. Off the beat. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Which, speaking of which, I think... Some people think public health is off the beaten path. So we're just going to I mean, use that as a transition back over to tell me about your current roles. Like, tell me where you guys work, um, mm -hmm. what brings you here or so not what brings you here. But tell me more about your organization and your role in your organization. Yeah. So I uh, and Josh work for the Urban League of Hampton Roads uh, and my current role that I serve in now is uh, early intervention specialist or better known as EIS. And what that entails is that my particular job is that I encounter the health portion of that uh, role. Anyone who's dealing with ailments such as HIV is one of our uh, big tenants that we deal with. Uh, housing, uh, critical uh, needs as far as food resources. I encounter them, bring them in, do an assessment, and then I, uh, if they need medical care or they are HIV positive, I will give them over to Josh and I'll let him explain his particular role. Okay, so actually, before we do that, how do you? So the Urban League of let's let's go to a higher okay, level first. Gotcha. So first, tell me about the Urban League, and then tell me how you are providing these services. Like in, oh. in what way? Yes, yes, ma'am. Okay, well, the Urban League uh, in this area, Urban League of Hampton Roads, is established in 1978. We are an affiliate of the National Urban League, which is established in 1910. So. In our grouping, we are the oldest community-based organization, in, like ourselves, in this country. Oh, nice. And so how I connect us is people say, I don't know the Urban League. I say, well, do you know the NAACP? And as my CEO always says, well, they shake the trees, we make the applesauce. Okay. Basically, that's how we kind of get the job done. And we serve in five or several tenants between education, employment, housing, uh, job development, job search, uh, financial wellness, and how, um, house coaching, but connected with that. All our services are for free, and um, we just need people to show up is what we say, you know. And on that, they reach us through phone calls, uh, through our outreach programs that we do constantly out the area, and then also, like you said, they can uh, go online and find us. Yes, mm -hmm. ma'am. So, so again, I want to make sure I understand. You guys have a building somewhere, and then people can just come in? Yes. or Yes, we do. So we're located on 7300 uh, Newport Avenue uh, in Norfolk. So anybody know Ward's Corner or Granby High School, we're literally right behind that. Uh, I try to connect people with Prime Plus. That's our senior citizen uh, building, and we're housed in the same building as they are. So okay. that's our okay. current location. So, again, I'm a very visual person. I'm imagining gotcha. I have an issue <laughs> related, well. yes. Right? Yes. Right. I have an issue related to housing or just any kind of issue. Okay. I can either walk into your building or give you a call or go to your website, and then you will try to help me. Yes, ma'am, mm -hmm. as best we can. And uh, 
the wonderful thing about us is that what resources that we don't have, we have affiliates and friends uh, and community-based partners uh, to connect you to. Uh, some needs are uh, immediate that we can help with, and some needs are kind of like, okay, this may not be the full wheelhouse of what we can do. We can supplement and then get you over to the best help possible, and that's what we plan to do, and we do it. That's amazing. <laughs> We're going to come back to how your public health training helps you with that. But okay. first, Joshua, tell us more specifically about your role in all of this. Okay. So at the Urban League, I am a medical case manager. Um, and what I do is, so after Norris does his EIS thing, help them get connected to medical services and things, um, my job is to then continue their progress for their medical care. Um, right now, specifically, we're working with HIV clients, um, what clients that are people living with HIV. Um, and so what we do is we're funded by Ryan White. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we do is we make sure that they have their medication, that they're taking it on time, that they stay virally suppressed, which means that their viral load is under 200, meaning that like the copies of the virus is low in their mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. um, because if you are undetectable, it is untransmittable, meaning that you cannot pass HIV to someone else if you are undetectable mm -hmm. yourself. Um, so our job is to just maintain that in any way and then resources as well. So if you, you know, because you're not thinking about taking your medication if you're not thinking about taking your medication if you um, can't, don't have a house or if you don't have food or if you don't have anything like that. So our job is to help link you to those services to help make sure that you are adherent to your medication. Right. And how are you trained to do that? What kind of training do you have to do that? What kind of training do I have? Well, I have a um, counseling background. Um, I went to ODU for my doctor's degree is in um, human services, and I'm in a master's program currently in the counseling program. Um, so that's one. That's some of my training that I use to help uh, with clients because a lot of this is like coaching and counseling at mm -hmm. the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where I really grab that from. Nice. So exciting. <laughs> so one of the things that I really like about what you guys are doing is I think sometimes we do want to categorize everything. Well, this is medical care. This is health care. This is public health. This is social work. When in actuality, a person is, a, you know, might need a mix of all of that. And so it sounds like you guys see a variety of things that come in. And then, again, you are trained in a particular way to be able to help across those sort of industries or I'm not even sure types of services. Is that right? Right. That's correct. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have to say from a uh, melting pot uh, or as my grandmother say, a stew mm -hmm. type of point of view uh, because everyone adds flavor to it, but everyone doesn't like certain things. So I have to be able to take it out mm -hmm. the proper amount of support, uh, basically. So some people need a little bit more support than others, as you well know. And so we're trying to do that by not handicapping the person, mm -hmm. but to give them the tools That's to correct. empower them to teach a man to fish mm -hmm. so that they may eat for more than one day. Exactly. That's our goal. Whenever mm -hmm. I do the spiel of like what is the Urban League, I always say that, you know, our main goal is to help empower uh, minority communities to be uplifted, you know, and to mm -hmm. elevate. Um, because that's the goal. That's what we're, that's what we're here to do. Mm -hmm. you know? Which is why you're here today, right? Exactly. Get the word out. Absolutely. Get the word out. So what is your fav the favorite what is your favorite part of what you do? Um, me personally, my favorite part is just working with the community. I'm a very, um, I, I care about people. I'm very caring. Um, so working with the community is my favorite part. Helping people, um, knowing that, you know, what I'm doing is doing something. You know, that's my thing. 
Uh, I would have to say the same thing. I'm a people person, but one of the things I love the most is our support group. Uh, these are individuals who are positively living with HIV is what, how we say it. And some of these folks have been here uh, since the ride, 20 years. We have the oldest support group in the uh, area, and uh, anyone is welcome. Uh, and so they shared their stories, and many of our people uh, were part of the legislation to get it here to get HIV care for black folk in this area. So we have history within history uh, at the Urban League where we currently serve. And uh, our VP likes to say, you know, since we are the first place of footsteps of our ancestors, we have the right and the duty to show up for our community. And we definitely push that through. Uh, So my love for folk, uh, the love for the humanity definitely keeps me going in this job. It's a calling. Mm, Nice. That's so great. And just to clarify for folks who heard Ryan White before, that's federal legislation that funds support for folks who are living with HIV. Yes, ma'am. Correct. Preventing it as yes, well. Yes, it's the, all, Ryan all White, the Ryan White Cares Act. I right. just shortened it to Ryan White. That's yes. the individual that it was named after. <laughs> yes, so we're not funded yes. by them, but we are funded by the Ryan White Cares Act that was put yes. into place. Yes, mm-hmm. and I I'm, I'm have to admit I'm old enough to remember when that was passed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just move past that really quickly. <laughs> it's really important, though. It's good that it was passed. That's the right. Thing. Yeah. But the but your services aren't just for folks who are living with HIV, right? Correct. Absolutely okay. not. Absolutely. Uh, anyone in need, like I said, when it comes to the financial part, uh, we have people who may have issues with housing or losing their house with um, evictions or needing help paying with their light bills. We can help with that. You know, mm-hmm. our housing apartment. Uh, we have a wonderful director by Ms. Anita Carey, and she is a beast when it comes to getting people the help they need. And so that's what we do. If your need is need-based, we try to funnel you to the best department, I said, mm-hmm. to get you the best resources. Like I said, that it's all about the support, the right or proper amount of support. Exactly. So absolutely. Um, when people need coaching for housing, also in her department, we have a program where people can do the first-time home buyers uh, course, and after they complete that uh, first-time course with her, they can qualify what we call the SPARK program and get help and assistance to help pay down at least 1% of their uh, mortgage to make the mortgage slow uh, or a loan base, really, is what we're saying. And all that's free. Mm-hmm. They're not paying on anything but just showing up. Right. Um, if someone needs financial coaching, and we have a financial uh, Mrs. Francine Humphrey, and she can teach them how to get the money right, get the credit mm-hmm. right, because, you know, a uh, bad attitude and a bad credit score, you won't get very far. Mm-hmm. I've been taught that. So, And I have personally <laughs> used the financial coaching services. And nice. it is good. They do. They walk you through it. They, Absolutely. You know, show you your credit score. They give you tips and tricks on how you can try to help raise your credit score, how you can save money. It's very useful. Absolutely. Right. Right. Because I think I think that's a little bit. I was we were talking earlier. I was talking about the importance of information. Mm-hmm. I mean, some some of this, not all of it. There are some systematic barriers that are beyond our control. Right. Um, that influence our access to resources and all. But so, uh, some of it is about just not understanding. There are processes and rules and regulations that you can learn. And so having a coach or having a resource that will walk you through that form or to say, here are the steps. We can't get beyond the steps. We have to do the steps. Right. But here's the best way to get that done. Yes, you can do it. You know, here's how to approach it can be very helpful. Absolutely. Uh you got to play the game, you know. Yes, yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> As we have, the, you know, when our many conversations I have with our Josh uh, is that give me the box so I can know how to color in it and then know how to play outside of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right, Absolutely. which can be frustrating sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's the long game, folks. We're in it for the long game. In it for the long game. Long it's game. a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> Please that's understand right. That's something that. I'm learning still to this day. <laughs> that's my the, the, 
the <laughs> marathon and not sprint thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, so let me tell you guys, I have completed seven marathons. Oh, wow. So I always love it when people say Use that because it is a whole thing. I bet it is. You have to train for months. You have to run for hours. Mm, yes, and indeed. And if you can do that, you are locked into an approach for life, let me tell you. You are. It is a life <laughs> lesson doing a marathon because there's preparation, there's conditioning, and then there's always the part about uh confidence and then achievement mm-hmm. how do i measure my achievement you know and then you look at it, it just says i'm getting better every day so in life i'm getting better every day you're not trying to beat the man next to you or in front of you or inside of you or woman there you go mm-hmm. uh you are trying to beat the person you see in the mirror every day i can do better than i did yesterday exactly right? just because they always talk about the wall like after 20 miles you hit a wall mm-hmm. that is and it's your mental fortitude it's your Absolutely. discipline that gets you through that because your body can do more than most people think mm. and it's the same way with all of these other things Absolutely. it's just having right. like you said the fortitude to stay focused to stay on task mm-hmm. and then work through all the trouble and the pain yes. <laughs> indeed indeed and then the next time you do it it's easier it's it easy. is and <laughs> any person can do it no matter what they subscribe to pronouns or whatnot anybody can get through what they're facing exactly 100%. yes we like that <laughs> so tell us about a challenge that you have in the work that you do um a challenge that we have what kind of challenge do you think well i know sometimes when you're trying to help people it's mm-hmm. not always easy right um i would say one of the major challenges well in my specific work a major challenge would be um just helping people to get virally suppressed Mm -hmm. that is uh, the number one goal and that is a a challenge um again like i said because and realistically it, it makes sense because if you're not again if you can't you know have housing if you don't have food if you don't have any of this stuff you're not thinking about oh i need to take this pill every day you know um so trying to figure out ways to help empower clients is a challenge i would say but we are successful at it Mm -hmm. Um, but it is challenging (laughs) but i mean for example what if i can't afford the the medication Mm -hmm. i mean so there are a couple medication assistance programs in virginia um and that will help you with that um also uh, if you can't afford the medication, there's also, you know, the national, like, you know, Medicaid and stuff like that. There's separate parts, separate parts of, of the Medicaid, like Part D, that will help cover medications like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one of our community partners, the EVMS uh, AIDS Resource Center, they are kind of one of the main ones in the area. So uh, they have funding uh, and also partnerships to help clients get the medicine that they need. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing about the Ron Rights or the CARES Act, if you will, is that if someone needs medicine for HIV suppression, that's not going to be a barrier. Oh, okay. So we've done definitely done a, a great deal and with other things to remove that barrier. We also have pharmacy and pharmacists and doctors who are on the platform to move the needle forward about making sure that HIV care, there's no barrier. Now, I'm looking forward to doing that with other things that we have out here because mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. people are dying from more than just HIV. Right. Might black yes. people living from HIV now, so long our death sentence. So let's talk about uh, cancer and mm-hmm. heart mm-hmm. disease and mm-hmm. diabetes. COVID 19. COVID 19 and the high rates of depression and mm-hmm. suicide with our folk. So these are the things we've got to attack. But as you say, it's like an elephant. We've got to eat it one bite at a time. And I think we will definitely will get there. Uh, just we've got to care. 
uh, I think one of my challenges, as you say, in the field I've faced uh, so far, because uh, I've been doing this about almost 18 years. Mm-hmm. Don't look it, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Again, moving past moving that really. Past yeah, it, yeah. I, it's a grace to go old, you know what I'm saying? You know? um, my thing is, is that sometimes the need is so great that you can't meet it. So not becoming frustrated with the client because the, they need mm-hmm. it. They need the help. And there's nothing I can do to maneuver mm-hmm. or get things out of their way to do it. We just have to kind of sit in it, as you said, and do the long game with them, but keep them uplifted. And it's hard to do that when someone is mm-hmm. about to get evicted or their stuff is on the uh, streets or that I have no family in the area. What do mm-hmm. I do? I'm, you know, I'm in the rain. Uh, that I find that very difficult. But what I've learned to do is to say, hey, you're doing something. You then hang up the phone. You're talking to them. They have you. They have your name. They know your voice. And so if we're in the fight together, you know, so that has been the, the mantra. We're in the fight together, even mm-hmm. though I can't do anything right at that moment. Mm-hmm. So that's been my most frustrating moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's real. You know, because we've talked about one of the things the pandemic did, I think, was to reveal what we know are challenges exactly. that caregivers and people who support people have because it amped it up right yes ma'am. So it was burnout mm. among you know caregivers and healthcare professionals and all of that so that that's still there yes. right. so we have to think about ourselves and we have to you know also figure out how to get the support we need right. in order to be able to help the people <laughs> that we want to help right? indeed, so. indeed. yes i've always you know i've been told all the time and now i use it i say to people you know you can't pour from an empty cup um, so you have to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Self-care is extremely important um, in this field. That's, all, that's my 100%. I always say self-care is super important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. So tell us a little bit more about your partners, some of the folks that you work with outside of the Urban League to do what you're doing. Okay. Uh, so as I mentioned before, we had the, uh, EVMS as uh, one of our great partners we work out with. Um, some of the uh, things that we do here also is with MASS, uh, Minority Age Minority so, Aid Support Service. Thank mm-hmm. you. They just changed their names. <laughs> they you know? did. Right. So, so uh, <laughs> hey, family, we love you. Um, it's, it's a lot of work, teamwork. And so uh, one of my favorite people over there that kind of her name comes to mind is Ashley Brown. And she has definitely done a great job of leading the force about this is a team. And mm-hmm. no matter what organization that you're with, we're all in trying to do the one thing to fight this thing together our community. Another group that we also work with is the LGBT Life Center. Um, they are one of the largest in the area as far as their particular uh, stance on who they care for and how they watch for. Uh, so we c- connected with them because, like I said, being black is one thing, but then you got the other layers that we have to work with, so we have to connect with everybody. Uh, some of our sponsors in the area, uh, one great team is the Walmart uh, sponsors. We just did a, f- mm-hmm. a four-day, five-store uh, five uh, opening for pharmacies because they're trying to increase the care to end HIV in 2030. So we did their um, specialty pharmacy grand openings, oh, and we did nice. HIV testing there. Uh, again, well. that's Walmart. Wal- right? Walmart. The store. <laughs> yes, okay, the store. store. Yes. yes. <laughs> great partners, uh, and Josh is one of the people to help lead that fight. Uh, another great partner uh, in the area for us is uh, Dollar Tree. Uh, as you guys know, we did the Juneteenth celebration, Freedom Day celebration at, mm-hmm. uh, in Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. That was one of the sponsors that we had. Like I said, at the helm, we have a great president and uh, VP who mm-hmm. are making sure that we kind of impact the community in every way we possibly can, although we are small but mighty. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, it's small and mighty. Yes. yes. Okay. Small and mighty. Yes, indeed. <laughs> there you go. So we are that. Um, but I think um, how we do community is that 
we truly believe that we can't do none of this without ourselves. So we make it an effort to connect to everybody we can. So that's also with schools like NSU mm-hmm. and the NAACP and ODU. So that makes a, a big difference by saying everybody is a partner, even our clients. They are partners right. in that's this right. fight. So that's, that's how right. we do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really great. That's so powerful. One of the focus series that we have here at Norfolk State is community engaged, mm-hmm. you know, research, teaching, education, training to ensure that the information and benefits flow always. You know, it's not just us going out to figure things out. It's listening to people and saying, okay, how can we approach things based on what we hear, not just what we know Mm -hmm. or what we think we know. Mm -hmm. So that's great to hear. Absolutely. As we're coming towards the end of the episode, (laughs) is there, are there any programs or, or, you know, any other information that you want to share with everyone? Um, Well, we have our coming up August 5th, we have our back to school block party, which is a book bag drive, but it's also a community event. Um, So we'll be giving away backpacks to students going to school. Um, Those will be sponsored by Walmart. So, again, thank you, Walmart. The store. Uh, yeah, the no, store. The store. Uh, <laughs> so, so, you tell them how to get involved. So, you so go online, mm-hmm. ulhr.org, uh, and you can register. It's for free. And then also on the listing, it'll show you what's going to become in the backpack. So, the backpacks are pretty stocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ba- uh, Back to school, the block party is going to be great, too, because we have barbers coming, uh, beauticians, I believe. And uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun, August the 5th. Nice. Okay, let me repeat. August 5th. You can go online to ulhr.org, as in urbanleaguehamptonroads.org, and get more information about the event. Absolutely. Yes. Um, If you're looking to get involved and become a member, uh, also you can go to that wonderful website we just Mm -hmm. mentioned and look for affiliate and how to get involved and become what we call a black card member. Uh, And we have different sections. We have the guild, uh, which is the 41 and up, which I still think that's wrong. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) then we have our uh, young professionals, which is Josh, uh, 40 (laughs) and down and under. Uh, Then we have our singers and then also uh, our students. And so you can find that usually for the guild, uh, it's $50 for a whole year to get involved just with all the other affiliates. I think it's a little bit different. But what we do as guild members is that we fill the gap. Uh, when the team cannot be everywhere, because you can't be everywhere. As I said before, we are small but very mighty, uh, but we have a, an incredible force of volunteers, and so we go out. And so that's how people can get involved, and people can donate uh, if they want to donate. Uh, anything that they think, monetary, whatever is laid on their heart, they can do it. Mm-hmm. So come on out. Um, and also we have to mention uh, that we are also hiring. Oh, yes. yes. Very important <laughs> opportunities, folks. Exactly. So we have a couple positions open. We have two financial coach positions open. Um, we have a director of health position open, and we have an EIS position open. Um, we also have a housing. Yes. Uh, housing how is a housing specialist and that person needs to be he or she sorry keep forgetting that that they need to be certified in HUD uh, because oh, okay. of our program is uh, certified under HUD mm-hmm. but I'll leave you with this you must be called have a passion to work with people we have a rambunctious team of folk mm-hmm. but we are a team so you must have team and heart be a self-starter and uh, just a go-getter right and it's like a family environment Absolutely. so you know you got to mesh and work in 
Sure. <laughs> but it sounds like a wonderful opportunity. So Absolutely. Again, a lot of people want to help people, um, and it's it's a special thing to be able to do that in community, I yes. think. Mm-hmm. Then it sounds like because you're part of a national network, you've exactly. got the benefit of all of that, right? Indeed. So you've yes, got the, the bigger perspective and the connections, but you're also right there on the streets with everyone. Exactly. Right, right there on the beach. Those opportunities at ULHR.org. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I want to thank both of you for being here today. This was so fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. This was a pleasure. Again, I am Dr. Felicia Mebbin, Executive Director of the Center for Public Health Initiatives at Norfolk State University. So excited to have had this conversation with my colleagues. And this is Health Healing in Hampton Roads.